in the name of Jesus Christ, the crucified and the raised. God's grace, mercy, and peace to you each and all. Amen. You probably know that Carnegie Hall, or Carnegie Hall as some people say, is in the heart of Manhattan. And there's an old joke that goes that's not really that funny, but it has a point to it. The, the joke goes, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. And the point being that not just to watch a show, not only to drink it in as a spectator, but to be on the stage at Carnegie Hall, to get there takes perseverance, takes practice, practice, practice. How do you get to the Super Bowl? Practice, practice, practice. Years of dedication, sometimes too much. How do you get to a place of financial security in your life where money is no longer a worry, though it never should be? Well, practice. Practice of good discipline, of being careful to spend less than you take in to be careful and to have right priorities. How do you get? And so often the answer to how do you get to this place is practice. How do you get to the kingdom of God? Answer, the kingdom of God has come to you. In the person and the work, the disciplined practice of Jesus the Christ. It is by grace that you have come into the kingdom. It is not your work. Those are the words of St. Paul when he wrote Ephesians chapter 2. It is by grace that you've been saved through faith and this not from yourselves, not by works, not by practice, so that no one can boast. And that is true and it's a bedrock of the faith. And the same apostle who wrote those words of Ephesians chapter 2 wrote the words of the epistle this morning when Paul's writing to the Corinthians in what we call 1 Corinthians 9. And he says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable crown, wreath. But we, an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and I keep it under control lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. With those words, Paul is calling we who have received grace and have come into the kingdom by that grace to compete, to run, to participate in this life that's been given to us with the dedication, perseverance, self-control, endurance 
of a world-class athlete. Don't you know that in a way, only one wins the race, he says. He's not saying that in this life, in this life in Christ, only one wins. He is saying, think about that one who wins and run like that. Live like that. Live as disciples of Jesus Christ with your eyes on the eternal prize to which God has called you, which is the resurrection of the body, the life everlasting. Paul wrote similar things to the Philippians when he said, not that I've already obtained this. Well, of course not, not yet. Or I'm already perfect, but I press on. I press on to make it my own because Jesus Christ has made me His own. Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Focus upon the call of God, the most important part of life. Danny was a young man who learned that growing up. He happened to grow up in a Lutheran family with a Lutheran, a Missouri Synod Lutheran father. He also loved football and excelled at it. His aunt Carolyn was a member of our congregation up in Marshall. Danny excelled at football through high school, went on to play at Florida. In 1996, he won the Heisman Trophy, went on to play for the Bears. When I was the chaplain for the football team up at Western Illinois University, I knew that I was coming up to a, one of the chapel talks that I'd give to the team, and I thought, I'll call Danny again and ask him if there's anything that he would suggest that I pass on to the players. And I knew that they would revel in hearing something personally for them from a Heisman Trophy winner. So I called Danny when he was up in Chicago and asked him, anything that you'd say I should impart to the players this week? And he said, well, here's one thing. Now that he was in the NFL, he learned that the words, or excuse me, the, the letters NFL stood for not for long. You see, he didn't learn that once he made it to the Heisman or he made it to professional football. He learned that as a child. He learned that in a home like yours, where being in worship was the highest priority, when being gathered around the Word and prayer at home was the thing that lasted. Football was important, but not of ultimate importance. Our sons and daughters get involved in a lot of things in life, many of them good. Sometimes it's sports. There can be other things. And 
almost none of our sons and daughters and grandchildren are going to be professional athletes. They will, however, stand before God. That will last. And it is incumbent upon us to impart to them the grace and the truth of God which makes them able to stand before God for long. To train them to run the race of Christian life, if we call it that, with discipline, with singular focus upon the thing that does last. And that training of the next generations, at the very minimum, begins with us being together with them just as you are now. In the Lord's house, every weekend gathered to hear Him and worship Him. And to add to that, Sunday school and us being in Bible class and in confirmation. In a word, to know what we believe and why we believe it on the basis of the Word. To put into practice what C.S. Lewis said years ago. In one of his devotions, you might know, uh, Lewis wrote lots of good things, the Chronicles of Narnia, Screwtape Letters, a good book to read through the days of Lent. But in one of his devotions, he wrote this, aim for heaven and you will get earth thrown in besides. Aim for earth and you will get neither. What does he mean? He means, of course, like in the words of St. Paul, to live with eyes upon the eternal prize of the grace and truth of God. To live with eyes upon the imperishable crown that's been given to us in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. And with eyes focused upon that, eyes of our heart focused upon that, we will also get the joy of everyday life here. But with our eyes focused upon earthly life only, upon earthly comfort and security, upon short-term pleasure, immediate gratification, friendship with the world, we will miss both the eternal crown and we will miss the depth of joy and peace that are temporal but good gifts from God here now. So how do you do it? How do you aim for this eternal wreath and prize? Well, Paul says this morning, learn something from athletes. Learn something from them. But please, I'm serious, don't learn everything from them. But do know that there is a prize infinitely more important than the competitions that offer trophies or salaries. There is this race, in Paul's metaphor, of life together in Christ. And learning something from dedicated athletes, dedicate yourself to self-control, to discipline. And with Paul, learn to train the mind, train the mind to endure, to overcome boredom with the things of God, to aspire to holy thinking, to know what you believe and why you believe it on the basis of the Word. And dedicate yourself to nourishment, 
good nourishment like an athlete for the body, taking in good music, good images, good art, and taking in Word, His Word, His sacrament, and dedicate yourself to disciplining the body. Learn holy routines of doing just what you're doing now, being in worship, of getting used to being here, getting used to praying before every meal, getting used to being around the Word as a family, whether you're a household of one or a household of six. Learning from accomplished athletes that getting the crown is an exercise in exercise, practice, training and self-control with eyes upon the grace that is the prize. Or as Paul says, not that I've already obtained all this. Of course I haven't. But I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me His own. And God's people say, Amen. The peace of God which surpasses understanding. Keep our hearts and our minds safe in faith in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.